on Wednesdays, we watch One Tree Hill, the podcast where a bunch of nostalgic millennials sit around and talk about a TV show from the early 2000s that they either grew up with or have never seen before in their entire lives. As always, I'm one of your co-hosts, Brody, and with me, as always, is Jesse. Hello. And Caitlin. Hi. And today, we are talking about Season 4, Episode 20 of One Tree Hill, titled The Birth and Death of Day, which, fun fact, is a song by The Veils. Good for the Veils. Yes. We've had a Veils song before, I believe. Yes, we have, because that name rang a bell, and I've not otherwise heard of them. Yeah, Yeah, I was about to say my my typical response, I'd never heard of them, but then I'm like, I think... I have heard of them. We had them a couple weeks ago, I think. We've we've been around this tree. (laughs) It's the only tree, Caitlin. There's just the one tree. There's only one. (laughs) Anyway, let's start the episode. We open on Lucas doing a voiceover talking about graduation and graduation day as we see Principal Turner take Nathan's photo off of this bulletin board that says the wall of honor for the senior class or something. It's got Peyton on there with her internship. Brooke with clothes over bros. And then he takes Nathan off and the blue devil, you know, that Nathan's obviously not playing for anymore. And then we see him leave and Brooke stand in front of the wall, looking very sad. We then get back to where we left off last week, which was Lucas pointing a gun at Dan. Karen passed out on the floor, possibly having a miscarriage. We don't know. And we see that Lucas fired the gun and did not really misfire, but missed Dan on purpose by I called it warning shot. Warning shot. Yes. (laughs) And he tells Dan to get out, which Dan initially refuses, but complies once Lucas tells him that he missed on purpose. Dan, get the fuck out. (laughs) And I still don't believe that even if Lucas had been aiming, that he would have struck where he wanted to hit. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It's so, I mean, empty, not an empty threat, because I do believe he would have shot Dan a second time. But oh, yeah, he would have tried again. is followed through (laughs) yeah he was just banking on dan's giant head it's fine (laughs) yeah Yeah. so yeah dan leaves and lucas immediately kneels down and tells his mom it's going to be okay which then does a immediate hard cut to Haley, telling nathan it's gonna be okay okay good editing excellent and nathan faces reality that he called every school and no one wants a point shaver on their team and then Haley starts to say something but her phone rings We then immediately cut to Nathan, Haley, and Deb coming to the hospital. And Lucas says that Karen has something they call eclampsia, which gives Karen seizures, and it's very serious for her and the baby. Um, Deb offers to pack some things from Karen's house, you know, and help with that way. And as they kind of disperse to go to Karen's room, Deb takes Haley aside and asks her if she told anyone about the fact that Deb's gun was being held at the house. And Haley says, yeah, she told Lucas. Great, 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 great. Yep, 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 yep. And Deb is a little crazy, but she's not stupid. No. Like, (laughs) no, she's never been stupid. I mean, even when she was completely boozed up and like on drugs, she managed to come up with the plan to attempt to murder Dan with the dealership fire. Yep. This is true. And like, for all intents and purposes, she got away with it. Mm -hmm. It's true. So. Yeah, unhinged, yes. Stupid, no. No. That's Deb Scott. Yep. So then we go to Brooke, who comes home, and Peyton notices immediately that her best friend is sad, and Peyton tries to cheer her up 
um, by talking about how, you know, we're going to graduate soon and there's going to be a party and it's going to be a lot of fun. And Brooke tells her that, you know, it's it's sad for her that they're not all graduating because Rachel should be here. Uh, fine. <laughs> should she? I mean. Technically, she didn't fail calculus. Exactly. But technically, she's a bitch and I don't want her back. <laughs> Well, all right then. Here we go. Reason enough. Moving on. Deb goes to Karen's house to get her things, and she notices the bullet hole in the wall. Great. Great. Mm, I know a bullet hole when I see one. (laughs) Yeah. Then Peyton gets to the hospital. Um, She immediately asks how Karen is, but Lucas and Peyton are interrupted by Deb. And she's like, Peyton, can I please talk to Lucas in private? For, for a minute and Peyton's like oh sure sure Deb and she goes to leave and as soon as that hospital door is shut Deb slaps the shit out of Lucas yes ever loving shit it is <laughs> so good and she immediately <laughs> said and Lucas says as soon as she does it he's like ow are you on drugs again and she <laughs> says no but are you because i saw the bullet hole in the wall and i found a shell casing that somehow matches the handgun that's missing from my house lucas this scene was the most soap opera e scene of anything i've seen so far on this soap opera but it was <laughs> so good i was gonna say there's there's a couple more moments like that surrounding this specific plot line later uh-huh. in the episode that are pretty yeah this episode yeah. is like they found the days of our lives dial and they cranked it up to 11 I like i am truly here wild like a like a different tone i'm like what are we watching? i'm just happy that it's not as unhinged as the last two episodes were oh yeah totally like we've and settled also- down a bit yeah, which is like, saying something because this episode is not settled at no, all. <laughs> not the slightest. There's no. there's a lot going on. And also, like, I kind of I mean, and again, we're going to talk about it more later. But given the particular plot line that we are referring to with Dan and people finding out that he killed Keith, like, I think it kind of deserves that level of soapiness. Because Dan killing his brother was very soapy in the first place. Oh, yeah. 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 Absolutely. So, yeah. So she asks him if she needs to go talk to the cop that's, that's you know, outside at the hospital. And, and, and she asks him what the hell is going on. And Lucas says she'll think he's crazy. <laughs> Deb says. Niall agrees. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yes. And Deb says she's about as crazy or she says, I don't know what you've heard, but I'm about as crazy as you can get without being committed around here. <laughs> yes. We love a self-aware yes. Deb. We love and a she's been Deb. committed. That's how she knows. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Dialed it back. Yep, yep, yep. She has escaped from rehab when she did not need to. Yep. She she knows what it's like. Yep. Oh. So then Lucas tells her that Dan killed Keith. And he tells her about there being, you know, Abby the witness, but she's gone now and nobody believes him. And Deb says, I believe you. And explains that Dan always thought it was Keith who set the dealership fire, not her. And so to Deb, it makes perfect sense that Dan would want to get revenge. Yeah. And she gets the gun from Lucas, who Lucas had the gun this whole time and tells him she will never leave Karen's side. She'll be just fine. 
And she says, you need to go talk to Peyton. He's like, okay. So as he goes to talk to Peyton, she tells him that she's sorry, but justice will be served. And then we see a quick, quick clip of Dan waiting outside the hospital. Dan doing what Dan does, just sitting outside of a building in his car. Yep. Just yep. Being a creep. Yes. You gotta wonder, after- though, like, I, because, and I was thinking about this when, during the episode when Deb was talking about how she believes Lucas and was like, oh, Keith always thought he started the fire. Like, I wonder if there was a moment after she confessed to Dan that she was the one who tried to kill him after he's like, she, he tried to kill me. Uh, he tried to kill me, Deb. And she's like, no, he wasn't. I wonder if there was like a brief moment where even though she was like very much on drugs at that point, that she like had like that brief moment of, I wonder if he had anything to do with Keith's death. And then was yeah, like, or- yeah, there's no way. And then took another pill. <laughs> because I mean, to be fair, I would I would argue that the person who has been most abused by Dan in this TV show is Deb. So yes. that's, I mean, it was Deb and Keith. Well, yeah, it was it was Deb and Keith, and then Nathan was a close third. Huh? So I think that you know, it makes sense to me that Deb would have been the one to be like, yeah, I believe you. But also, I just like I can't help but wonder like how different this plot line would have been if Deb had been sober. Mm-hmm. During like, like when, like when every all like, of it. Well, during all of it, yeah, because like you know the whole like oh, I can't remember names today. Keith tried to kill me. No, he didn't. It was me. And then you know Dan threatening her within an inch of her life. Like, right? I would have been suspicious, <laughs> even if I had oh, no yeah. proof. I would have been a little suspicious. So, I don't know. Yeah, but I think at the same time, it's as awful as it sounds. Jimmy was the perfect alibi for Dan. Oh, he totally like, was. Who, who that's what who, that's who, made it even who more. Who would terrible. fathom that it wasn't Jimmy that did it? Yeah, you know. Right. So yeah, but anyway, yes. So then in the hospital waiting room, Peyton asks Haley how her speech is coming, and Haley's like, "Not great," because it's about believing the good in things, and that's really hard to do right now. And Nathan says he's going to take a year off. He's not going to go to school and he's going to work nights so he can take care of the baby during the day while Haley goes to class. And Haley tells him they are not giving up on him playing basketball just yet. And Peyton suggests he should talk to Skills since, you know, Skills just got that scholarship for playing basketball. Yes, plans. We like plans. Yes. And Lucas and Deb come in and they tell them there's no change in Karen. And she tells them to go enjoy their last day as high school students. And she will call them if anything changes. As they leave, Deb tells Lucas to stay away from Dan. LOL. Sure. We find out later he does not listen, but that's fine. Then (laughs) we start the adorable plot of this episode with Brooke inviting Chase over to talk to him because she wants to, um, she tells him she wants to turn herself in for stealing the calculus tests. And she says she saw the honor wall and she believes she doesn't deserve to be on there. And she says, there's nothing honorable about letting your friend take the blame for you. And Chase tells her he loves her for that. But what does that really change as Rachel's already gone? And Brooke says it changes the way she'd feel about herself. And then immediately points out that Chase said he loves her. Chase initially denies it, but then says, so what if he did? And what if he does? And they're absolutely fucking adorable. I love them so much. They're so good. Brooke is so happy. She's so happy. Like, genuinely... Happy without 
the like any ounce of mistrust in her partner whatsoever. There's no manipulative bullshit going on in her relationship this time, and we're here for it. I know. <laughs> oh, I love it. Then, oh, then we get my other favorite plot of this episode, which is Bevan finds Skills at the River Court and tells Skills that her parents want to invite him and his parents for brunch before graduation day. And, you know, they mention quiche and lawn darts. And <laughs> Skills makes the joke about if her parents actually know that, you know, he's black. And she's like, or that if his parents are black. And she's like, well, they don't know you're black. So I'm betting they don't know they're black. <laughs> I was is- so happy to see Bevan and Skills. <laughs> I know. Right. Always. Uh, always happy to see Bevan and Skills. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. And Skills is a little concerned, but Bevan reassures him that, you know, she will tell her parents. And if they have a problem with it, they are not the parents she raised them to be. <laughs> and then blissfully that. leaves as Nathan is coming in <sighs> and she says, hi, Nate. Bye, Nate. <laughs> I love her. Hurricane Bevan. <laughs> yep. Oh, no, God. I just love that even with these two, when they like threaten to make it a serious plot line, like that these two have to go through, it's like, nah, mm-mm. No, no. can't, can't do it. These two precious angels are just going to be happiness and levity for everyone else. Yeah. We have the main five to be miserable the entire time. We can let these two be happy. God. So then uh, Skills tells Nate that he talked to his coach and it's not going to work out with Nathan playing for them. But Nathan then asked about um, the job that was lined up for Skills if he couldn't afford college. And Skills says, yeah, I mean, it's still there. I can talk to my dad. Can you come and meet him at the factory later to start? And Nathan's like, sure, we can start. It's fine. Yeah. Then Dan gets home to find Lucas waiting at his house. And... Dan still tries to deny killing Keith and asks Lucas to basically go along with denying it for him. And Lucas tells him no. And he knows that Dan may never pay for it. But Karen will know the truth about what he did to Keith. And good. Good. I do enjoy that. Like Dan did stop outright denying it at a certain part of this episode. I think after this, he said it was after this, he said, I didn't do it. And Lucas says, is that what you want me to believe? And he says, yes. And he stops outright saying I didn't kill Keith after this scene. Like, well, because he really, I mean, he says it in the scene. He's in a lose lose situation. Right. Well, which you should be because you fucking murdered someone. Right. (laughs) But like, it's just like blowing my mind that like still to this day, I'm like, he really thought he was going to get away with this. Yeah. yeah. He's the fucking mayor. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Then um, Dan tries to throw Karen and Keith's baby into the mix saying, you know, this child won't have a father like you did, Lucas. And Lucas says, "Uh ah, no, no, no. I had Keith until Dan took him away from them. And he says he'll be there for Keith's child, but Dan will never be. And he says he'll make sure of that before he leaves. Excellent. Good. Good job. Then Peyton and Haley are at the apartment and Peyton talks about how, you know, therapy's all good and everything, but there's a lot that can be fixed by a good root beer flow. Honey. Therapy is not bad for you. Your floats are also really, really good. I understand that therapy is not bad for you. Did I get that right, no. Jesse? 
therapy is better than root beer floats. Yes. <laughs> like, root beer floats are disgusting. So. They are disgusting. <laughs> oh, I love a root beer float. So uh, yes. No, give I, me I give me a like an, an orange soda float. That shit yes. tastes like cream Caitlin, It's so yes. good. <laughs> give me a sun-kissed float any day. Yes. <laughs> Done. There I'm into go. it. There we go. Okay. Yes. So um, then they talk about how neither of their parents are coming to graduation because Haley's parents are like, yeah, we're not coming for graduation. We'll come when our grandchild's born. Thank you very much. So (laughs) it's fine. I'll see him in a few weeks. It's fine. Okay. Or or, or sooner. And Peyton also says that (laughs) she's taking the internship, you know, in LA. So her dad, instead of coming back here, is just going to meet her in LA to help her get settled there. What is the first conversation between Peyton and Larry going to (laughs) be? What? Hey, Dad, missed you. Was uh, stalked and burgled and kidnapped and drugged and, uh, yeah. Assaulted. Assaulted. Threw a guy out a window. (laughs) Honestly, I think we're not for the fact that she's... Then kicked him down the stairs and kicked him in the nuts? Yeah. Yeah, like... Like, were it not for the fact that Peyton is obviously, you know, soundly 18 and therefore legally an adult, I think once Larry finds out about, about all this, he'd be like, I'd ground you if I could. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. yeah. So then, um, as they're talking about that, Nathan comes in and tells Haley skills hooked him up. And, Peyton, er, and Haley's like, with, with basketball? And he's like, no, with a job. And Haley's less than thrilled about it. But Nathan says it's good money. But it starts today, so so much for having a last day as a kid. Great. Yeah. Great. Then we get a cliffhanger scene of Brooke walking into Principal Turner's office, telling him she stole the calc test. The way his face drops. Right? <laughs> was like, so funny. Duff fuck? Uh, he was really satisfied with himself about, like, solving the mystery, expelling Rachel, problem solved. Well, I mean, he killed two birds with one stone there because Rachel had probably been a problem anyways. Like Brooke says later, she could have got expelled for a ton of other things. Right. That's fine. <laughs> this God. is odd. Yes. So then uh, we go to uh, Lucas and Peyton who are cuddling on the bed. To Paolo Nutini last request. This album, this, oh, it's Same. got new shoes Same. on it. Like, yes. come on. I... The joy I felt last week hearing an entire Ingrid Michaelson song is equal, if not out, like, just this song. I love it. Period. Yes. I'm so happy for you. Oh, it was so good. Yes. So they're talking about Summer, and Peyton tells him she's very happy. He's so supportive. But, you know, her ego would like to see just a little bit of disappointment in him about her leaving him. And Lucas <laughs> just says that she has so much potential, and he tells her she's perfect, and he's proud of her and all this good stuff, and he's being the super supportive boyfriend that he is. Great. Great, great, great. And he then says he's going to go back to the hospital soon, and Peyton asks if she can go with him. And he's like, sure, sure, sure. But first, let me just hold you for a few more minutes because that's what's going to fix him with everything going on. Doll. Cute. They're so cute, They're so cute together. Uh, she does offer to sex him, like, right there. And then he's like, I have to go back to the hospital. She's like, Ugh. Yep. But. 
Why? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then uh, we get a super quick, weird clip of Deb sitting with Karen, and then immediately Dan sitting with a gun. Great. More Dan with guns. It's fine. Then, Is that the gun he bought when he almost shot a six-year-old? I have no fucking clue anymore. <laughs> I can't keep track of how many guns Dan has at this point. I don't uh, want to know, to be nope, quite honest. No, no, no. So... Then we get Nathan, who goes to see Skills' dad, whose name is Chuck. His name is Chuck Taylor. Like the sure is. It's great. It's great. <laughs> I love Skills' dad. He's as good as Skills. It's great. He has I two think. really good lines in this episode. Like it's it's the whole Chuck Taylor one, and then uh-huh. there's one later that. Okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So he warns Nathan. He says, if hard work doesn't scare you, you'll be just fine. And he immediately puts Nathan to work. He's like, start moving these pipes. Here we go. Come on. Great. I was 100% sure Nathan was going to get hurt. I I was like, okay, so bad thing. We were just going to have a workplace accident. Plotline immediately. Okay. Yes. Karen was in the hospital. This is all right. This is what I thought at the beginning of this episode. Lucas fired a warning shot. Check. Karen was going to be in the hospital and was going to have the baby. Check. Uh, Sorry, spoilers for 15 minutes in the future. Um, Like, something was going to happen to Nathan, and then Haley was going to go into labor. Though That is what I thought going into this. Like, something was going to prevent Nathan from being with Haley while she was in labor. I was certain of it. Okay. I mean, I will say, something huge does happen to Nathan this episode. Two things, mm-hmm. but I mean, yeah, and we'll talk about them later. But none of them did. No, will will prevent him from being there for the birth of his son. So you're like half right. So that's like three and a half. Yeah, right. Not I bad. Just, I'll, give it, I'll I, give it to you. Yeah, I that's expect, like an eighty percent. I'll give you. I'll give you an eighty percent on that. I expect nothing but the worst from this TV show. I have so that's many fair. trust issues with this TV show. That's completely <laughs> yes, fair. You watch One Tree Hill. That's that's understandable. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to our world. I don't it's understand fine. why you've been here for so long. I don't know. We love it. We love it. So yes, then we go back to Brooke, who is explaining everything to Principal Turner about stealing the test. And before he can even speak, Brooke starts defending herself and throwing Rachel under the bus at the same time and says about how much she's grown over the past four years and tell him, tells him, isn't that what high school is all about? You know, she says she knows what she did was wrong, but the girl she was when she started high school wouldn't have cared that it was wrong. Not to mention, Rachel's done a whole bunch of other stuff that would have gotten her expelled anyway, so that's really awful, but you know, hey... <laughs> Like, it's kind of okay. And Turner asks her if she's been feeling really guilty and bad for this the whole, for, you know, the whole time. And she's like, yeah, I kind of have. And he asks her if she's going to college. And she says, yes. And he's like, what are you studying? She's like, fashion. And he's like, not engineering or any kind of structural thing that would require calculus. Correct? And she's like, yeah. And he says, fine, go graduate. What? And why is it a core class? <laughs> because the shitty LA writers needed a fucking plot and it was bullshit. <laughs> good Lord. Right? I mean, you know, good for him for, you know, being like, yeah, you're studying fashion. You don't need math. For the like, one time not being the harbinger of doom. Yeah. It literally, really? I mean, it took him until the second to last episode of high school. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. But just as he does that, Chase runs in, runs down the hall and says, Turner, you're going to make a big mistake if you suspend a Brooke. And Brooke's like, Chase, shut up. I love you for this, but shut up. Go, go, leave, leave. And they leave. And it's adorable. Mm-hmm. Yes. Grand gesture time. <laughs> we love a grand gesture. Love then, a grand gesture. An attempted then, grand gesture. <laughs> yeah. Then uh, Lucas and Peyton get to the hospital and the doctor's there and tells them Karen is getting worse. And they can't be aggressive with the antibiotics because of the baby. So they are going to deliver the baby by cesarean today in surgery. And Lucas asks if they'll both be okay after that, but the doctor can't really guarantee that, but says that's the best option they have to take care of the mother and the baby. And Lucas is like, I want to be there when the baby's born. They're like, yes, you can absolutely be there when the baby's born. Great, great, great. All I was thinking this entire episode is that eclampsia is what killed Lady Sybil in Downton Abbey, and I was just like, not okay. You know, like... Uh Uh-huh. Bad news bears. Spoilers for Downton Abbey, but it came out like 10 years ago, so go fuck yourself. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Wow. There we go. (laughs) And it's not that that's not the TV show that this podcast is about. I'll spoil it all I want. (laughs) There we go. Yes. So then um, Whitey comes to visit Haley, not Nathan. And asks if they can go for a walk. So they do. And he asks her how Nathan is doing. And Haley tells him about how Nathan started this new job. And she's kind of sad that he's giving up already. And Whitey asks her if he does try and help Nathan, which he's going to, he might try. It might not work. He doesn't know. But it would take her away from her dreams and Stanford. And she tells him that she will go anywhere that they will take Nathan as long as her family is together and Nathan is happy, she will be happy. And she asks him if he wouldn't do the same thing for Camilla. And Whitey says, of course he would, but he never had to because Camilla did all the sacrificing for him. And he laughs, and it's really sweet and cute. Yeah. Love it. I love them. Mm-hmm. Then Nathan and uh, Skills' dad, Chuck, take a break. And Nathan admits he is not in work shape at all. He is in game shape. And... Mm-hmm. Chuck tells him that not every single successful person has a scholarship and the conversation then turns to the point shaving. And Nathan says that he does regret what he did and he is paying for his mistake, but he shouldn't be defined for those 32 minutes that he played in that game. And Chuck tells him he's happy to hear that. And then he asks him about skills as girlfriend. What's the deal with this Bevan girl? <laughs> then we immediately cut skills talking to mouth at the river court where Skills tells him his parents don't know that Bevan is white. And Mouth is like... I don't like, know how with a name like Bevan. I don't know. <laughs> but Mouth really is like, can I come to this? Because it sounds awesomely bad. <laughs> Mouth and then is Mouth tells him, <laughs> Mouth then tells him, it's like, it's going to be just fine. You should be more worried about you being you than you being black. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't either. I mean, I think it means that he's skills and he's got a sense of humor and he's got a, I mean, he's got a good head on his shoulders, but he also has a giant fucking tattoo uh-huh. on his uh-huh. bicep yeah. <laughs> and probably yeah. has more than one. Yeah. And like, if I had come home with a boyfriend that had tattoos at 18, regardless of his race, my parents would have been like, sis, mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> yes. 
So then we go back to Brooke and Chase and she's teasing him about running in and he tells her he couldn't just stand by and not let her graduate. Plus, he got her to say that she loved him and she pulls the same card he does and initially denies it, but then uses his same line of maybe she did and maybe she does. And he then goes to kiss her, but she stops him and asks him if they're really going to get where they're really going to do this. If they're going to get all loved up on each other just before she leaves for the summer, because it's going to suck to be apart for so long. And Chase agrees, but he tells her how good it'll be when they aren't apart. But she loves the sound of that. And then he even says he'll send her the dirtiest text messages when they're away, which makes Brooke very, very... Her face, the way her face lights up when he says he's going to send her dirty text messages. It's so cute. It's hilarious. It's so cute. You're so cute for saying you're going to send me dirty things with your thumbs. Right? Like, they're so in love. Uh, Right, right. That, and he's, this he replies level of, like love and like like puppy love for each other. Like this is what high school relationships are actually like. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. And and so she says that about his thumbs. He says anything for the girl he loves, and they kiss, and it's adorable. Ugh. Ugh. I love it. I love them. Then we see Haley working on her speech and Nathan comes in from work and she sees how, you know, worked over and tired he is. And he's, you know, dirty and sweaty and she stops and she sees him and they just kind of look at each other and you can just see in Nathan how defeated he is in that moment. Yeah. Only made worse that by that the entire time that this scene is happening prior to Haley seeing him, she's practicing her speech where mm-hmm. she's talking about following your dreams and being the person you were meant to be. Yeah. Yep. And like the endless possibilities of the future and stuff. Yep. And, and she immediately stops as soon as she sees Nathan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that was, yeah. that was tough. Yeah. Super tough. Yeah. And then we see a quick clip of like Brooke and Chase getting ready for graduation. Well, they're putting on their, their graduation gowns, caps and gowns. And we then see it's, a parallel of that happening and Peyton helping Lucas get into um, a surgery, you know, apron gown thing and, you know, mask and all that kind of stuff. And Lucas goes into the operating room to be with Karen while they deliver the baby. And Peyton is waiting in the observation deck. And then we see Dan come in quickly followed by Deb. Deb tries to get Dan to leave, but he doesn't. And Lucas sees him there, but then He's interrupted by the doctor telling him, congratulations, he has a sister. It's a girl. That's a lot of baby that they pulled out of Karen, who was not very pregnant. Right? Yeah. Well, they spent all the pillow money on Haley. (laughs) Yeah, they did. Who, in this particular episode, looked slightly less pregnant than she's looked in the last couple of weeks. Yep. Yep, exactly. But that during her, like, little walk with Whitey. Yeah. About how it was not... Near, she didn't like, waddle she didn't nearly as pregnant this entire episode. No, she was able to walk. She didn't waddle like she has been the last like three weeks. She actually uh-huh. walked this time. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay. Great. Yeah, no, they, they pulled that baby out. I'm like, where was she keeping that? <laughs> that is a three-year-old child they pulled out of her. Like, what? Honestly, whenever birth happens in TV shows or movies. I always think that. Right. Yes. Well, it's it's always because so unrealistic never because gonna be get, like an yeah. actual newborn, and I know that, but that just makes yeah. it funnier. 
Yeah, yeah. The, they either the have that yeah. or they have like the creepy animatronic, like fake baby that the, you're the like, Twilight oh, that's so CGI fake. baby. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, <laughs> I was watching. That's... I can't remember what I was watching before. I, I had to be Grey's Anatomy or Station 19 or something like that because I think that's the only thing I watch. And someone had a baby, and it was like a newborn size. But it looked like a freaking Muppet because you could tell it was fake and like the arms were rubber and it was shaking. And I'm like, oh, honey, what the <laughs> fuck are we doing with this? Oh, uh, it's not anything. pretty. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Dan gets choked up and leaves. Great. Bye. Bye, bitch. Go away. Good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Then um, it cuts to Lucas, who is holding his baby sister at Karen's bedside. And Peyton comes in and Lucas says he's afraid to move or he'll break her, which is adorable. And I said, don't worry, Lucas, that's a sophomore in college. You won't break her. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then he stood up and I'm like, oh, no, not a not a college student, just a full on wooden doll. Yep. Just yeah. that, that baby doll they had was like planking in the swaddle <laughs> just like the stiffest baby i've ever seen uh-huh uh-huh yes and um he asks peyton if she wants to hold her and she's like sure so you know he gives her to peyton and then immediately Haley and nathan come in and nathan says oh, oh fuck scared oh fuck <laughs> it was so good nathan's like oh shit it's real this thing this happens he was oh, like, God. that's a baby. <laughs> right? Yes, Nathan. Good job. <laughs> yeah. And Haley asks how Karen is doing. And Lucas tells her that she's still unconscious, but the delivery went well and she's stable and the baby's good. And then Haley asks to talk to Lucas outside. And he's like, okay, but not before he does like the most adorable thing ever, where he tells his mom he's going to be right back. And he tells his sister he's going to be right back. And he tells Peyton he's going to be right back. And it's kind of adorable. All his ladies. All his ladies. I love it. I love it for him. And outside the hospital, um, Haley gives Lucas a present that's actually from Karen. <laughs> as she hid it with Haley so Lucas wouldn't find it. He opens the gift to find a novel. Just any novel. His novel. An Unkindness of Ravens. And... Karen found his book and had it bound for him. And he opens it to find a note from Karen. And she tells him he has to finish this book and go out in the world. But she also mentions the quote, there is a tide in the affairs of man from Julius Caesar, which if we remember is a callback to the very first episode where Haley and Karen give Lucas Julius Caesar. Did not remember. <laughs> then I remembered. <laughs> yep. and also the, the title of the book and unkindness of Ravens was I don't think it was from the first episode, but maybe the second, because Haley and Lucas have an entire conversation about what different groups of yep. birds are called. That was so long ago. Dude, so much has happened. So much has happened. But you also have to remember, I have seen this show more times than you. No, yep. I understand. <laughs> I understand. But like casual viewer, uh, I'm like, how am I supposed to remember? an exchange that happened between two characters when all of this has happened, just like yeah. general. <laughs> it just so happens that I've watched this TV show more than once. And quite frankly, I didn't catch it until many years later. Yeah. 
So yeah, and I mean, I will say in defense of the show, they do give a flashback of when they give him Julius Caesar. So that one I would, you know, that one I get that we would remember. That was that helpful. <laughs> the unkindness of Ravens thing is definitely like an Easter egg callback to mm-hmm. that second or third episode or wherever. Yes. Um, yeah. And yeah. So then Nathan is in the hallway looking at all the newborn babies, freaking out probably internally because you know he's <laughs> he gonna have one of those. Shitting real his pants. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Signing up for the next diaper change in the in the nursery. <laughs> right. When Deb finds him and Nathan tells her it's fine if she can't come to graduation, since you know he knows Dan will be there and it's fine. And Deb immediately tells him no and that he needs to stay away from Dan. And then they do a really clever thing. I like how they do this is that they go then into the nursery where we're inside the nursery and you can't hear Deb telling Nathan anything, um, except you do hear right before that say it's about your uncle Keith. And we see her tell Nathan that Dan killed Keith and Nathan gets super upset and starts yelling before storming off. And all the while, every baby in the nursery is screaming. Yep. Every single one. Every They're matching Nathan's energy one. perfectly. Oh, yeah, totally. And yeah. I mean, like that was definitely like one of the more clever shots this show has ever done. Well, and I will say to its credit, it's like, are they really going to spend another 30 seconds on explaining to somebody that Dan killed Keith? Yeah. You know, yeah. it makes sense. But it was also I like the clever way they did it and how yeah. they showed Nathan's reaction to that news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Then Bevan gets home and finds her dad at the grill because there's been a change of plans because he hates quiche. And she says, daddy, my boyfriend's black. And then immediately skills, his dad comes around and says, that's all right, honey. My son's black too. Yep. And, and then Bevan's mom comes in and she's like, Bevan, you are in so much trouble, young lady, because if you had introduced us to Antoine sooner, we would have met his parents sooner. And this would have been a lot more fun. His long story short, his parents are fine. Her parents are fine. They all love each other. They're all getting along. It's great. Everything's fine with these two. And I fucking love it. It was wonderful. I like so good. And I will, I will say like, like, and Jesse, you talked about this earlier with like them being like, Oh, giving these two characters a potential, like a slightly controversial plot line. Right. Also still making everything fine in the end. Like I really, as, as someone who is from the South and lives in the South and in 2022, there are people out there that if their daughter came to them, if their white daughter came to them and said, my boyfriend is black, that would not have been what would have happened. And so it was really nice. Even if it was like almost a little cheesier than it needed to be. It was nice to see like this interracial couple in 2006 being totally accepted by their families. I oh, it was great. yeah, it was great. It was great. and I think I, the I, scene I, would have been cheesier if it wasn't like Bevan's parents. Like oh, yes. Skills's parents were bringing the skills energy, the like smooth lines and whatever, and Bevan's parents were bringing like the hokey white parent energy. Oh, yeah. you know. Yes. So, yeah, it. I think based on I mean, who their kids are, yeah. it was They perfect. all had great lives. Because oh, even yeah, like Silk's sure. mom was like, Antoine, get your butt out here and introduce me to your lovely girlfriend. Yep. 
It was great. It was great. Yeah. No, it was it was absolutely wonderful, and it was really nice to see that. My favorite is still, don't worry, honey, my son's black, too. Yeah. Best line. <laughs> best line of the show. It was so good. <laughs> so good. So, so good. Yes. Uh, yes. So then uh, we see Peyton going into Karen's room to get Lucas as it is now time to go to graduation. And Lucas says he thinks he's just going to skip it. But Peyton's like, OK, but first I have to show you something. She drags him out to the lobby and everyone is waiting in the lobby for him. And they tell him if he's skipping graduation, so are they. Peyton reminds him about he how he told her that she would regret not going to prom, and he was right. And she tells him she thinks he'll regret not going to graduation. Deb tells him that she'll wait with Karen, and he can either wait here at the hospital or he can wait at graduation. And he finally agrees, and the kids go off to graduate. Yay. Yay. I will say that Peyton did not have much of a choice about skipping prom. No. Yes, she regrets skipping prom, but... She tr- she was gonna go. She was gonna go. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. I mean, but and he said that he said that to her before she decided to go, though. No, yes. I understand, yes. but I just I thought it was very funny when yeah. she's right. like, "I regret skipping prom." It's like, do you do do you, baby girl? Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. So, but if you noticed in that group, Nathan is not with the group. That is because Nathan went to go see Dan. Mm-hmm. And Nathan tells him he knows he's been a bad guy. He wondered if he'd ever change. But Nathan says he's seen a change in Dan. But Deb and Lucas are saying that Dan killed Keith. And Nathan says he knows they're wrong because he could never do something like that. And then he starts begging his father to tell him that they're wrong. And Dan just tells him he can't do that. Uh, And it completely devastates Nathan. And he keeps asking him a couple times, what happened to you? And then he gets up and he tells Dan this. He says, the day Keith died, you died. And my son will never know you. And he tells him to stay away from him and from his family. This was even like we talked about earlier how soapy this particular plot line was this episode. This was not. This was not. And this acting from James. From both of them. From both of them was absolutely incredible. And it just was like, it because you realize that despite everything that Dan has put him through, Nathan still in some way idolized his father. Yeah. Yeah. Like he literally just found out that his hero died. Yeah. And I think the thing is too that we have to remember their relationship is one of the most central relationships of this show, whether we want to admit it or not, because it's not a good one. It is one of the most central relationships that has been there for minute one of this show. And it now has just changed forever. It it can never go back. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the way that James Lafferty acted that whole thing of his breakdown from hearing Dan say that he can't do that. And Nathan realizing, okay, my dad is dead to me. He, yeah, nope. He will never meet yeah. my son. He will never know him. I, you know, it's just, it was so good. And then, yeah. And then, um, Paul Johansson for just sitting there looking so broken. Oh, like, God. and just having to utter one sentence and breaking. Yes. Yeah. It was just, that oh. man had one line. <laughs> no. And I, and I love uh, like when you're watching an acting performance and you can see 
the character or the actor as the character making a decision. And that happened in this scene for Paul Johansson. You know, Nathan came in hot and like, you know, big questions. You know, I'm mad as hell. I need answers. And, and ready to defend ready his dad if his dad was like, no, I didn't do it. Right. Yeah. And then, and yeah, Paul just sat there silently and you could see his lip starts quivering. You know, you can see Dan make the decision that he's going to tell his son what happened. And the realization in Dan that he is going to lose his son, his pride and joy, his number one person in the world for him. Oh, yeah. He's going to lose him in that moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. He lost both of his sons today and a grandson and a niece. Yes. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I, I also spent a long time trying to figure out how, how Lucas's sister is related to Nathan. And that's a trip. It's like a cousin. I think they're cousins. Yeah. But he's, but she's also his brother's sister. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah convoluted some weird what a yeah. forked up family tree yeah 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 yeah. cut so it, then... what's, what makes it even funnier is in the way that baby that baby girl scott is nathan's cousin technically i think it also makes her baby boy scott's aunt yep yeah absolutely it does it does the, you know what? You said it was a forked up family tree. I would argue that this family tree doesn't fork enough. And yeah. That's the problem. <laughs> there are not. We are. We are one. We are like it's one like wavy line. <laughs> we are a few parties shy of this being a full tree here, folks. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, yeah, there's a couple yeah. lines getting crossed here. Ah, yes. Nothing <laughs> bad, but yeah. Right. But it's convoluted. Yeah. Just a little bit or a lot of it. Yeah. So then um, immediately then cuts to Nathan, who is at Keith's grave. Whitey comes up to him. Turns out Whitey was visiting Camilla and wanted to have a conversation with her. And he's looking for some guidance. He asked her to send him a sign. Looked up and saw Nathan there. And Whitey then proceeds to tell Nathan about this crummy college team who hasn't had a winning season in years and the gym smells. It's a horrible program. He says a man would be a damn fool to take their vacant coaching position. Whitey accepted the position and asks Nathan if he would like to play. Mm. Nathan (laughs) says thank you to Whitey. But he says don't thank me. Thank your wife. Good. Give Haley that credit. Yep. But also... Shout out to the ghost of Camilla for doing <laughs> literally the Lord's work. She is great. For a character we <laughs> never get to see, she is great. I love she her. She is the true MVP yes. of yes. this entire series because she manages to give Whitey guidance in every decision he makes. Yep. She, ha- she helped him season. raise these five kids, whether you want to, yeah. Oh, <laughs> she helped him raise these five kids, damn it. Like, if Karen is everyone's mom, Camilla is everyone's grandmother. Absolutely. Yes. Like, Absolutely. Out question. Yes. Like, she is truly doing the Lord's work. 
Yes. Like, yes. he's just sitting up there being like, no, you've got this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, no, you're not retiring yet. No. no. Don't even think no. about it. You got, you got some, you got some kids to take care of, Whitey. You're not done yet. <laughs> right, right. So then uh, we get to graduation and the class being presented their diplomas. And we see every single main character get their diploma, complete with Bevan tripping on stage. I'd love her. And at the end, Principal Turner says, and graduating in absentia, Rachel Gatina, which makes look very happy. And he then introduces Haley last as their valedictorian. Can we discuss the fact that I cried? Uh-huh. Oh, same. same. I got emotional. I, I shed tears watching these fictional characters graduate <laughs> from high school. For well, not it, the first time. Not the that's, first time. That's... I will say it has been a while since I've seen this episode. Yep. Like, okay. a very long time. Yeah. Um. But I guess but, it's it's the end of an era. It is the end of a whole chapter in this show and in these characters' lives that we love and have, you know, oh yeah. For so long. I mean, this so I get it. This episode, for as dramatic as it was, was truly giving second to last se- episode. Oh of yeah, the they they they, they pack a bunch of shit in it, and then we have the last episode to do a bunch of other shit. Right, <laughs> and same way and I will does. like leading into next week, like a little bit, like next week's episode feels like a series finale. That's because they didn't know if they were kidding another uh, season. I know, did it. but it's just like, but yeah. it, it's just so wild to me, like how I've really never paid attention to that before. Mm-hmm. And like, e- I feel like even when the show, like when I watched it the first time, I don't, I don't know if, I caught that it was like, no, this could actually be the end of this TV show. Mm-hmm. Which, knowing that, like, they wrap it up really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Which will so be then, the first, the first time they ever leave a season well wrapped up then. Yeah. And we'll talk yeah. more about that next week. But Great. Anyway. Yes. Yeah. So then Haley starts her valedictorian speech and she quotes Julius Caesar again. And we see a montage of Dan watching all the newborn babies and one of the stupid ass nurses just taking his niece out and saying, would you like to hold your niece, Mayor? What the fuck, lady? I, both me and Ben fully thought he was going to go baby snatcher and flee One Tree Hill with that child. Like, uh, really did. Can you imagine? I mean, I wouldn't put it past these writers if no. we were getting a season five, but you know. Yeah. Right. I don't think they could have had that as a cliff. I just, but <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. there's a lot going on. That was yeah. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and he takes the baby, but it's visibly awkward for him. And we then see Deb watching over Karen. And then immediately we see Dan outside of the police station. <laughs> then there is another quick thing of Karen coding at the hospital. And then Haley starts to struggle to finish her speech and apologizes to everybody, but tells them she thinks she's having her baby right now. <laughs> and Nathan stands up and the episode ends. That honestly, that is one of my favorite shots. Yep. yep. Of like of this episode, other than obviously the baby scene and what we just talked about, but like 
but just that shot was so good because you like it makes you feel like they're the only two people in the room in the same way that they are probably feeling and i just really liked it yeah yeah because she looks right at him and says, I think I'm having my baby right now. And he immediately stands up. He's the only one standing up out of the group. And they just lock eyes. And it's so good. And then it ends. And I'm like, ah, I want to know what happens. Man, her parents would have saved so much money if they Really? Had Two birds, one stone? Really? Come on, Jimmy and Lydia. Get it together. Come on, Huey Lewis. Get <laughs> in oh, here. Yeah. Okay, so... I we're we're three we're three seasons two seasons past yeah. Huey Lewis making a guest appearance at this uh-huh. point, and I still can't believe it happened. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Huey Lewis was on One Tree Hill. Uh, sure was. Whole, like I don't know, two or three episodes. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So, what did we think, kids, of the episode? I regret having to postpone to a weeknight evening because it meant I could not watch the next episode. Yep. And I really wanted to. <laughs> yep. Because a lot of really good things happen next week that yep. I know happen and I'm very excited about. Yes. So I like this episode a lot. Oh, I, I do it's too. It's soapy and melodramatic and ridiculous, but you know what? <laughs> it's less manic and unhinged as the other two, and I really, really like it. I like a broody Lucas more than I like an unhinged Lucas. Yeah. Yes. Well, Lucas is like back to normal. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's default setting. Oh, uh, yeah. I, yeah. I love all. And I will say I love it more so because we get something from every character this episode, really, because I mean, the core five all have something really good with mm-hmm. everything. Um, we get Deb peak Deb. I'm sorry. I love it. When Deb slapped the shit out of Lucas and was like, are you on drugs? I'm here for it. I love it. I love it. My favorite Deb so far. I'm here for it. That's that's a big statement, my friend. I mean, favorite Deb so far. I think so. I think so. Okay. I think so. I may be wrong, but from <laughs> what I'm remembering right now, I think so. Yes. Yes. My favorite yeah. Deb so far. I love a level-headed Deb who's like, no, I'm gonna watch over my best friend. So my fucking psycho ex doesn't come in and do anything stupid. Yeah. And she's packing heat responsibly. Well, well, she will be now. Yeah. Because you know, she left that hospital and went to the gun range. Or she still got got it in her purse just in case Dan shows up. Right. And it is freshly clean, so it shouldn't misfire. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Fine. No, I... I like this episode and the fact that you said that it was that they were not necessarily expecting to be renewed makes I think it makes sense that all the characters, all the people we love in this show or love to hate got little arcs, little stories in this episode, because if they were trying to wrap up all, you know, tie up all the loose ends like that's how you do it. Is you give everyone a little, little bit, just a little sprinkle. Yeah. Um, and yeah. It seems now we know where everyone is going. After right. That. Which is. And I haven't seen any of the later seasons yet, but I'm assuming I'm going to think they should have ended it this season. That's my 
biggest hot take yet is I'm going to agree that this should have been the last season. Interesting. So. Interesting. Yeah. Thanks. I don't know if I agree with you that this should have been the last season. Yeah. But I, I, I will flat out say there shouldn't have been nine seasons of this show. No. Like, there probably shouldn't I, have I, been eight seasons of this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we'll get to, I mean, we'll get to all of those seasons. Of course we will. So, yep. yes. So tune in, gentle listeners, for that, you know, in the coming weeks, months, and years. Uh, no, there are two short seasons, is what you were telling me the other yes. night. Yes. yes. Yes, because season five is a little bit shorter because it coincided with the 2007 writer strike. And then the the final season is a half season. Yes. So the final season is like every other TV show now on the air um, on every streaming platform possible <laughs> because yes. nothing is more than 12 episodes anymore. On Which I love. Television is still 22 to 24 episodes. Right. Yeah. Because they have to fill an entire year. Good for them. So, yes. Anything else we want to add before we wrap this one up? I'm excited for next week. Because um, I will say yeah. next week I remember is one of my all-time favorite episodes ever. That's awesome. Uh, we did have a, a little boyfriend boyfriend hot take this week that yeah. I forgot right. to mention. Um, ben uh, said after Lucas showed up at Dan's house, Ben says, I feel like this show has one more chance to get me really pissed off at Dan before he has to go. <laughs> I mean, so that was the energy we were working with this evening. <laughs> so um, I am going to ask, actually, Jesse. Yes. Predictions for the season finale. What season think, finale. Yes. What do you what do you think happens with? Let's start with Dan, because he was outside the police station. What do you think he's doing? I think he's going to turn himself in. OK. Um, I think. We've been seeing lots of mini breakdowns from Dan uh, all season, but we saw true rock bottom this yeah. this episode. So I think he's going to turn himself in. Okay. Um, yeah. Nathan and Haley, how how is how is the uh, the the delivery of of the baby going to go? I mean, it's going to be fine. Okay. Like. Nathan's going to freak out, but he's going to be adorable and very happy. And there's going to be another Hamilton moment that we can quote next week. Cause it's going to be a lot of look at my son. And, um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think, I think, and I'm going to regret saying this, but after the drama of Karen's delivery, I don't think they can feasibly make Haley's delivery that dramatic. I think it's going to be more of a comedy piece because high strung Haley as like up and down mood swings as she's been while she was pregnant. Mm -hmm. Haley in labor is going to be hilarious, especially since she's early. Yeah. Who knows? She could be 11 months pregnant for all we know. They're, they're, <laughs> she's, we, she's having an elephant at this point, the way she, they've had her pregnant, the, as long as they've had her pregnant. Yeah, no, we have... Did you see the child that Karen gave birth to? <laughs> we have no idea how far along these women Haley's are. Haley's just going to give birth to a Laker at this point. Yes. Like, she's going to be six foot six, ready to dribble the basketball. What's up, Dad? 
Haley's kid is going to college with Nathan next season. That it, they're going to play on the same team for Whitey. <laughs> like that. Who knows? Who okay. really knows? Uh, no. There's going to be sweet stuff between Lucas and Peyton. I think. I hope. I don't know. He's bad at communicating right now. So who really knows with them? But okay. I I think. Just between the three of us, I think Brooke and Chase are gonna gonna do the sex. Um, <laughs> just between the 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 three of us and the one hundred or so people that listen to this podcast. No, it's just between uh, just between the three okay. of us. It's a very okay, private. It's, ignore what you just heard. You didn't yeah. hear that. <laughs> it's a very private matter, especially. Yeah, it's a big decision, but I think they're gonna do the sex. Okay. So. But it, not 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 just on the with his thumbs on on his cell phone, right? I no, mean, no. maybe his thumbs will be involved, but I <laughs> don't. But not with the cell phone. Not not probably not with the cell phone. Okay, no. okay, okay. Well, cool. anything else we want to add before we wrap this up, or do we want to end it on sex and thumbs and cell phones? I mean, that's probably where we should end it, right? Yeah, it probably is. Okay. Hey, probably. can can y'all can y'all tell that it's a it's an after dark episode this all right, that's going to do it for us, guys. Thank you so much for listening. As always, do not forget to like, rate, and subscribe to the podcast. It really does help us out in the long run with all the lovely podcast algorithms. Rate us five stars. We really appreciate it, and it does help us out. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, and or concerns, you should uh, follow us on social media. We are everywhere at On Wednesdays Pod. We live most often in Instagram, so hit us up in the Instagram DMs if you have questions, comments, concerns, or carrier pigeon, because we're still not going to let that joke go, right, Jesse? <laughs> Yeah, we are not letting it go, Brody. Exactly. (laughs) And yes, we will see you guys next week for the season finale of season four of One Tree Hill. Oh, my God. We survived high school. Yay. We graduated. All right. We'll see you guys then. Bye. Bye. That's all right, honey. My son's black, too. (laughs)